Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Uncounted Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Nia, and today's episode is with Angels prospect, Coleman Crow. Crow is a former 28th round pick out of high school who's floated up the minor league ranks quickly to AA now. We talk about his aspirations, routine, and fate. Let's get straight into it. It seems like you you have a pretty bit busy schedule, obviously playing multiple games a week. Yeah, we usually got a six-game schedule. We play Tuesday through Sunday, have Mondays off typically. Play a yeah. lot, though. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, just tell me how a day in your life looks like on a game day and then what you try and do on your off days to kind of you – know, uh, Yeah, so we'll go – Game days that I'm starting, you know, we pretty much we usually play at like six o'clock. Um, I try to sleep as late as I can, go get Starbucks. I always get the same thing every every morning. Um, Starbucks, head to the field about three, three to three hours to two and a half hours for game time. Get treatment, uh, roll out, you know, put my headphones on, get locked in, uh, shower. And I typically meditate for like thirty minutes before I go out and do my start, start, come back, and then that's pretty much game day. And then off days, you know, I like to play golf, fish. Uh, I'm in Alabama, so it's pretty similar to where I'm from, which is Georgia. So the climate's similar. Everything's pretty similar. So uh, sometimes I go home on my off days and stuff like that. But, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, tell me about your Starbucks order. You said you have the same thing every time. Oh, yeah. So I get the – I get one pumpkin – loaf one banana nut bread both warmed up for breakfast and then i get a large vanilla iced coffee with uh cream and classic syrup hey there you go that that sounds sounds really good uh (laughs) i mean yeah tell me tell me about kind of your your activities that you like doing off the field i know you said you said you like playing golf kind of how did that start yeah, no, I, uh, I've been playing golf for a couple of years now. I usually play with my dad's clubs, but he, so he brought his clubs out here this year and I started playing with them I did, I did, and I decided to get my own clubs. So I actually just bought my own clubs. We go play sometimes on Mondays. I didn't go this Monday, but I try to go to the range every now and then. And then I fish every now and then I have like one rod out here with me. So I fish a lot in the off season. So I just try to keep doing some similar stuff. I know golf can be a, a really frustrating sport sometimes, especially oh, for sure. If you're not hitting hitting the ball well, um, well it's very one. very similar to pitching, like just on the mental side of things, for sure. Right, absolutely. Golf is a super mentally involved game, for sure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, congrats on winning Player of the Week last week for the. Appreciate so. it. Thank you. Thank you. Did you walk me against your dominant dominant outing against against Birmingham last week? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so I, I struggled a few weeks before against Birmingham. I, they, I gave up like 600 runs against them. I struck them out like eight times, though, so my stuff was good. And I talked a little bit to the pitching coach about it, and he was like, you literally just need to keep attacking guys and just try to put them away when you can. So my biggest thing going into the out the most recent outing against Birmingham was just attacking hitters, and then once I get to 0-2-1-2, make better two-strike pitches. I was throwing a lot of things in the zone, like – everything in the zone that first outing and that's what they were hitting a lot a lot of so try to be close to the zone but not in the zone pretty much I think that's the biggest thing that helped me that's the key right there tell me which pitches were working for you um during that game and then what was not working so much I mean you were yeah yeah no truthfully uh I, I was throwing everything for strikes so I mean I would say mostly everything was working um my slider was my best pitch I was controlling it moving it in and out 
throwing it in the bottom of the zone. I felt really good about that. And then my fastball command was really good that day. So that definitely helped out to get some early ground balls and, you know, weak contact. Absolutely. I mean, you've kind of told me that when your command's on, you can be really dominant. When you're kind of struggling with that or maybe things aren't going your way, what do you do to kind of counteract that? Is there a pitch you go to a certain location? Tell me about that. Wow. Yeah. Good question. Um, yeah, no, I think it's more of like a mindset thing. Um, cause I mean, everybody's not going to have their best stuff every day. And I think if you like, once you get to that point, it's like, what can I do to still compete that day? So like, it may be something different from time to time, but I feel like it's just finding a little, a little edge that day that you don't normally have. And, you know, going after it, even though you don't have your best stuff and still competing to, you know, try and win that game that day absolutely i mean i don't want to reveal all your secrets but um no you're good what would you say what would you say your best pitch is if you have to name one definitely a slider yeah yeah actually well so i i've I've thrown a slider my whole life and this the one i've thrown my whole life is about 79 82 miles an hour it's more like a sweeping action so i now manipulate that one to have a little bit more depth so that one's kind of turned into a curveball and i learned a new slider that's kind of shorter and tighter I've been throwing a lot more and I love it. So it's like, it's been 84 to 88. So I throw it a lot harder. I've been getting some good swing and misses on it. So that's definitely my best pitch right now, for sure. Hey, there you go. Absolutely. What does your grip kind of look like on that slider? So I, uh, I naturally cut my four seam. Why I can throw it so hard is because I naturally have that cut. So I just rip down through it. Like, just like I'm throwing a fast one. It has that nice, sharp left turn movement. Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of said that you're, your original slider, your slider before was kind of hanging 70, 79 to 82. And now you've kind of seen that uptick. Did you modify your grip at all? Or have you kept the same grip? Uh, Not really. It's, it's a really similar grip. It's just thinking more like get on top of that one. That's making it a little bit more depthy, like a curveball. It's essentially a curveball now, but yeah, it's, it's just thinking to get on top of it pretty much now. Going back to when I was preparing for this interview, I was kind of looking through your tweets, just figuring out kind of what kind of guy you are. Um, I noticed you tweeted about Easter, and so I'm assuming you're Christian. Correct me if, you, if I'm wrong. For sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But could you tell me a little bit about how your faith has shaped you as a person? Yeah, no, definitely. It's uh, definitely it's it's something I grew up in, like church and everything like that. But it wasn't something like I dove into until I got older. So it's it's something where I try to read my Bible almost every day, and you know sometimes I miss days where I try and catch up with it. But I feel like it's it, it helps me like you know, keep my mindset there and stay humble. And, you know, as athletes, a lot of guys, I feel like they got big heads and they get a little bit arrogant. I just try to be the complete opposite of that. And I think, you know, being Christian, just trying to be a good guy and, you know, walk the right way has helped me through that for sure. Absolutely. I mean, you kind of said that as you've grown, you've kind of taken, taken more to it, I guess. Exactly. Oh yeah, for sure. What would you, what would you say about your development? It's kind of allowed you to be more focused and motivated you a little bit more to just pursue your faith yeah uh I don't know honestly I feel like you know as as we get older we have to find something you know to like to chase after like when I was younger it's it's like you go to church and like you go home like you don't really care that much about it but I feel like it's just like wanting to know more wanting to know the why behind things is my biggest reason I just want to set a good example that's that's part of the reason too so for sure yeah absolutely I guess it's kind of um just understanding what it is a little bit more for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, going back to baseball, uh, what would you say your biggest strength is? We've kind of touched on this a little bit with your, with your slider, but what would you say your biggest strength is just overall in your game? 
Yeah, I would say my biggest strength is my competitiveness. Like, because I'm not a very big guy. I'm about 5'10", 175-ish. Um, but no, I'm I'm competitive on the mound. Like, I want to get everybody out. I get a little pissed off and, like, fiery at times. But it I, I don't know. It's just something I was born with, I guess. I've grown up. I always want to win. I hate losing. So that was kind of – that's always been in me. Hey, there you are. Are you the type of guy who – shows your emotions a little bit more while you're on the mound or you try and keep it in. Yeah. You would think it would be that way, but I actually don't. I'm very, I, I seem to be very collected on the mound. I, I get a little pissed off of myself for sure on the inside, but I, I hold it together really well. I would say. What do you kind of do to cope with it? Maybe if, if the guy gets a guy, gets a nice hit off you, maybe puts one in the gap or, or gets by one of your guys where it really shouldn't have and start getting a little pissed off. Tell me a little bit about how you cope, cope with that and move on. Yeah, for sure. I like, I like I, going back to the competitiveness, competitiveness thing. I, if once something happens or like, it doesn't go my way, I literally just try to raise my, you know, level of focus, try to execute just a little bit better, almost just like finding another gear, almost like, you might go up to like a tick of miles per hour. You might just, you know, get a little pissed off, try to execute just a hair better. That's, that's just what I try and do is try to get out of situations like that for sure. Kind of touched on your strengths. Now let's talk a little bit about what you want to improve. What would you say the, say the biggest thing you want to improve on to help you progress? Yeah. To get when well, like when you say progress, when I, I'm thinking of like making it to the big leagues and I feel like to make it to the big leagues, I need to, develop more consistency between starts. So just literally be more, be a more consistent starter and work on my change up. Got to have more command of it. Got to trust it more and throw it more. And that's, that's the two biggest things for me. I feel like, like, as of now, I have a big league arsenal. And I feel like if I just keep doing what I'm doing, you know, stay the path, I'm, I'm going to be there. In in the future, as you kind of progress to higher levels, like you said, your goal is ultimately to reach the big leagues do you think do you project yourself to start there or kind of work out of the bullpen how to, what's that looking for you yeah for sure um I've been a starter my whole life so like I can obviously start but if it's something where I get moved to the pen I'm really good at like adapting very quickly so I don't I don't feel like that would be a problem it's like I can do anything I feel like so that definitely wouldn't be a problem there you go once again you said you're goal was to reach the big league when did you realize that that could actually be a possibility looking back through your career yeah so um I want to be completely honest last year yeah um like growing up I wanted to be I always wanted to be a professional baseball player and when I got the chance to like get drafted I was obviously all in but like I didn't realize how hard it was to get to the big leagues and like I just feel like as of now like I'm so close and I know what it takes I'm 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 gonna be there so it's, it's, I feel like it's more of a mindset switch than anything because it's, it's definitely attainable. It was just literally me believing in myself, you know, thinking I and knowing I can get there. Right. There you go. I mean, you were selected on the 28th round of the draft in 2019, and now you're all the way in double A and right there, almost getting there. I oh, mean, yeah. talk, talking about the draft, I mean, what were your feelings like during that time? What were your expectations? Kind of, could you <laughs> that a little bit? Oh, yeah. Um, so I got drafted. They called me. I was in the Chick-fil-A. I was inside Chick-fil-A in my hometown. So good spot to get drafted at. But oh, yeah, I uh, yeah, know I went late. I went 28th round. And today's draft, I wouldn't have even got drafted because I think there's only 20 rounds now. Yeah. So like going to that, I use that as a little bit of motivation. You know, I feel like I was taken a little late. Um, I just try to, you know, I'm trying to pr- prove a lot of people wrong. There's a lot of people that 
growing up didn't think I would ever be in this position and I just want to show them why I should be. So that's part of the reason why, but that's pretty much it about draft day. Absolutely. I mean, did you have any conversations with coaches or scouts before the draft or did you, did you kind of get that call and then that was it? Yeah, for sure. Uh, there was like two or three uh, scouts that for different teams that came to watch me. Angels obviously showed the most entrance interest, but uh, I talked to a scout a little bit before and, he said there was a good possibility I was going to get drafted, especially with them 40 rounds and everything. So it, it ended up happening. And then I signed, he came to the house. It was, it was a huge deal. It was really, really exciting. So. That's awesome, man. Looking back on your, your baseball career, what'd you say your one moment that sticks out to you, whether it was in the minor leagues, high school, middle school, little league, <laughs> uh, looking back on it, what'd you say your favorite moments been? Yeah, for sure. I would say, uh, senior year of high school before the draft winning the state championship with like 10 guys I grew up with playing baseball since I was like four because we all went to the same school that was that was probably the most exciting point in my life I don't know if they'll I don't know if there'll be anything to top that right now <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely that's awesome do you still keep in touch with your old teammates kind of oh yeah yeah, yeah I just uh I FaceTime two of them this morning to actually talk to them I try to try to keep in touch with them some of them are playing college some are working some are doing different things I just try to you know stay connected with all my buddies speaking about college baseball some playing in college doing whatever you were you were committed to like Kansas State and then obviously you got drafted kind of chose to go to the minor leagues uh can you walk me through that decision and tell me what swayed your mind yeah for sure that wasn't I feel like a lot of people at times think it's like that was a huge decision for me but it, it really wasn't because like coming out of high school, I'd never wanted to like, I wouldn't say I never wanted to, but my dream was never to go play college baseball to play professional baseball. So when I got drafted, it was like, okay, you have the chance to go do what you have want, been wanting to do your whole life. Why are you going to go waste, not waste, but go and put off three years to go to college and maybe not get that opportunity again. So I was like, when I thought about it that way, I was like, I'm, I'm going, like, I'm not going to college that's your dream what, what can you say exactly. uh yeah go i mean going back to when being drafted in the 28th round whatever if if some young kid came up to you um after being drafted late in the draft and you had to give him one piece of advice what would you tell him yeah i would say you know that should be the least of your worries you know you, your foot's already in the door at that point yeah. um and all there's left to do is literally just work and get better so use every day to your advantage and just get a little bit better every day and, you know, do your best. That's it. Absolutely. I mean, I, I assume that you kind of spend every day working and trying to get better with whatever, with whatever routine you have going um, kind of on the days that you're not pitching. We touched on this a little earlier. What do you do to try and get better and improve? Yeah, no, for sure. I have a, I mean, usually when I'm not pitching, so I'll have one bullpen day a week. I usually work out after the bullpen day and I work out after my start day but the other days um I go outside I play catch I have a you know pretty strict mobility routine I do before we have arm care certain arm care days we do for certain days of the week um I feel like staying on top of that stuff is the biggest thing for me because like in my mind I know I'm prepared for my start and that's that's the biggest thing for me is going out there knowing I'm prepared if you can go out there and you can say oh, I don't know, I could have done this better this week. Like, you're not going to have all the confidence you need to go out there and get those guys out. So I think, you know, sticking to my mobility routine, sticking to, you know, eating right and getting enough sleep every night, staying up late, That's that's been the biggest thing for me.
Right. Obviously dwelling on your, your past, past failures or whatever is not always going to get you forward, but I know, I know some players like to really dive back and look at their, look at their old tape or maybe watch other people to kind of see how, how they can improve and do better. Is that something you like to, you like to do, or do you try to avoid and watch other people? Uh, not necessarily. I don't need necessarily to watch my bad outings. I know like at the time when I make a pitch, it's, I know it's a bad pitch. So I, I know what I need to do better at the time. But for me, like when I have a bad outing, it's not the worst thing in the world because I know there's things I can get better at. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, so I sucked, but I gave up runs, but like, I know I can get better. So the next start, if I get better at that, I'm not going to suck anymore. Right. So there's like, when you, when you're bad, you know, that you're bad at certain things. And you, once you, those things start clicking, you're going to be dominant. Right. So that's, yeah. that's what I try to do. Take little things. I'm not very good at every start, make them better every start and then go from there. Absolutely. I mean, it's baseball. Like you have bad days. It, it just happens. You can, oh, yeah. you can be dominant and then they'll, they'll hit one and it's a little, it's a little fly and it drops in between three of your defenders. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> So who have you kind of look, looked up to, whether it's for baseball or not, just in life as, as you've kind of grown? Yeah, I know as a motivator, definitely my dad, you know, he's, he's taught me most of what I know for like just, you know, confidence and mindset stuff, just, you know, how to go about every day is how you, how you go about everything else. So that for sure. And then uh, pitching wise, I would say like Sonny Gray, Logan Webb, we're pretty similar, like body type pretty similar like repertoire so I, li- I like to watch them on tv you've now played baseball in multiple levels single a double a high school how different is it playing at each level and kind of how have you adapted yeah no the biggest thing i notice is the hitters approaches um you know the the at every level you go up i feel like they take many more swings like in the zone and less swings out of the zone so your two strike pitches have to be better. They have to be as close to the zone as you can get them, but not in the zone because they're otherwise they tattoo it. So biggest thing for me is hitters approaches, and, you know, just how to go about and attack them. Right. Absolutely. I talked to Ryan Pepio like a, about a year ago and he said the biggest difference for, for him when he went to triple a was the experience of the players, obviously in high school, everyone kind of has the same experience, but then once you get to the, to the to the majors or the minors there's some guys who are veterans and some guys who are obviously not as experienced so with you being less experienced how do you kind of deal with some of these more maybe mentally experienced players yeah i know for sure i uh i mean we have some older guys on our team we have younger guys on our team i try to pick some of the older guys brains because you know they've been around they've seen things that i obviously haven't seen i've been in pro ball three years to be my third year so yeah, just being around the guys in the locker room and stuff like that. I try to pick their brains and get everything out of them that they've experienced and, you know, just learn from them. Absolutely. You kind of mentioned learning from your teammates. What do you say the biggest thing you've learned from one of your teammates has been so far? I feel like a lot of our older guys are very composed at times. Uh, that's probably, that's, that's probably the biggest thing. It's literally just not being like here, 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 here. It's literally just here the whole time even when we like score or go down six runs, like staying level-headed and just going out there and competing every pitch. What would you just, how would you describe your relationship with your current teammates? Like, Oh, really good. We, uh, we actually, we live all at the same apartment complex. So it was one of our teammates birthdays last night. So we all had a party out in the pool. It was really fun. We, I mean, we all hang out in the field every day. We play cards, we, we golf together. So 
it's definitely like I would say sort of like we're brothers and stuff. So love it. Absolutely. I mean, when you're spending that much time with a certain group of people, I would I would hope you guys are you're close close together. Yeah. Um, have have any current or former teammates stood out to you? Um, whether you guys were really close or maybe they uh you saw something from them that you took to your own game and why have they stood out to you? Yeah, I would say uh Chase Silsa. He's uh he was so I just met him this year. He was drafted last year and he's in the big leagues now. He's had like six starts in the minor leagues, but that dude just works. Like he works hard at everything. And I've, he's so routine based. That's kind of what I base my routine off of. I just try to, you know, go throughout the day, break it down into like time slots. Got to get this done, this done, this done. I feel like if I knock everything off my checklist, I'm going to be the most prepared. And so that's kind of something I took away from him for sure. Obviously getting into a routine has its, has its great benefits because it keeps you, keeps you set for sure. Um, but I know, I know some people can sometimes struggle like, oh, I have to do this next. Oh, I have to do this. If you're ever feeling down or not motivated if any day, what, is, what kind of gets your motivation to kind of go out and do what you need to do? Yeah, for sure. Uh, this is, this is something I kind of struggled with at the beginning of the season after a couple of bad outings, but you know, I just had to, it took like just literally me sitting on the couch in my living room and thinking about how lucky I was to be in the position I was and like literally 1% of the 1% is doing what I'm doing now. And I'm not even at the big leagues yet. So I feel like just being thankful for where I'm at and going out and making the most of it was, was the biggest thing for me. Absolutely. If you had to ask your teammates what your best quality was, is just as a person, what do you think they would say about you? Uh, I would think they would say I'm a happy guy. Cause I'm, I don't think they've ever seen me like, sad or like like I feel like I'm always in a positive mood and I try to be even when I'm like not actually I try to because it helps me get in a better mood for sure so I feel like that's what they would say absolutely I can definitely tell that just make sure they don't they don't see when see you when you're pissed off (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) thank you everyone for listening and check back soon for another interview